Hello guys, welcome to another beautiful episode of Talks. My name is Joel as usual and um, this one is going to be quite different because uh, my partner apparently left me. She left me to do this alone. Iroluwa is not going to be here today and I feel really really sad. She just told me, can't do it, can't do it. What's wrong with you? Can't. <laughs> but on the most serious note, I am going to be taking this one on a solo mode and i hope that the belief that she had in me that i could do this would uh, would somehow play itself out i, I hope that uh, i'll be able to hold this up to the end i hope so you might have been wondering why, why should i even listen to this episode i mean you really was not on this episode it's only draw that's on this episode why should i listen to this episode why 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 well here's why I almost lost my life for this episode. Um, my quick backstory, a quick backstory into how this talks thing actually works. Wow, did I just say that? <laughs> but anyways, how this podcast works. So, Iri and I, we, we converge. What the fuck, man? Converge. We meet at a neutral point right, where we feel like, okay, this is actually neutral for both parties because Iri stays on the mainland, I stay on the island. So, coming, so we meet at, at neutral points to actually record twice every month. That's just a quick backstory. So, I'm going to give you a little intro just to get you ready, right? Here's what I'm gonna tell you. You might cry. It's okay to cry. It's very okay to cry. Get your tissues ready. Get your ankies, your paper towels, your face towels. Get everything ready because you might be mopping a lot of tears from your face. Or you might actually laugh. If you laugh, you didn't have conscience. Just forget it. Uncle, please tell us a story. So I got up this morning quite early to beat Lagos traffic because that can be very mad and you know, the, the, the urgency of having, to, having an episode for you guys. That also was part of it. That inspired the movement. I mean, we love you guys so much. You guys should actually know that. So I got up early and, um, it was raining, but it was drizzling. It wasn't the heavy type. Or I was like, oh, I can't beat this. Fuck that. Cause this episode is not gonna record itself. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I left and got a pause. All of that it wasn't so stressful. Then, um, I think that things started to get a bit wrong when I started to hear the ridiculous transport fares. I was like, wow, this country is so messed up. I mean, you could board, you could board a bus for, say, 200 from one place to the next time. Just come back the next weekend. Divided one year, year 150, I'll be 200, I'll be something. But that wasn't going to stop me, man. That wasn't going to stop me. So I bought the bus and I got to the mainland. Uh, for some of you, you might think that, oh, that was fast. No, it wasn't. But I got to the mainland. For narration six though, I think that I might be stating the names of these places. So I got to the mainland. Yeah, I said I took a bus from CMS. Yeah, I took a bus from CMS right to, it was supposed to drop me at Ujrelegba. So from Ujrelegba, I'll probably see a BRT or, I don't know, maybe a 200 naira bus because I was there for K2. In fact, K2 was in my final destination. <laughs> Ikeja was my final destination, but then you can link. Lagos is so interwoven, so you can always link one place to the other. So, once you get to Ikosi, you can. Once you get to Ikosi, you can link to Ikeja, right? So, that was my plan. And um, I had entered the bus from, like I said, from CMS to Jolegba, but I passed to Jolegba because I was on my phone and I. 
thing you know, I passed to Julia Passo. Uh, that was a sign because <laughs> I never do that. So when I saw that obviously passed to Julia, but I was like, bro, don't worry, drop me at Maryland. Then I saw that all people were dropping at Onyekwano. I dropped there, right? When I dropped there, I saw a straight bus that was headed for Kitsu. So I was like, Kitsu, how far much? I'm not 200. 200. No wala. That was the boss that wanted to kill me. Hey, holy Jesus. Well, I got into the boss and I was like, right, here we are. <laughs> but I should have noticed the driver. It was, there was this vibe. It was a meeting. I was seeing it in this video. This man, this man is a man. He's a man of dangerous activities. He's a man of dangerous activities. My spirit is telling me. That was a fucking lie. My spirit did not tell me jack shit. I sat in the bus as if I'm inside Uber. <laughs> I, I think I was almost at Ojota. I think I was at Anthony when the Oshid, when the Oshid happened. So, driver tipped off my driver telling him that, oh, okay, so there was this load on your bus and it fell off way back, so you should go get it. And uh, the conductor had already come down, like, you would go and get it. But instead, the driver chose to reverse for some fucking reason. I was on my fucking phone on Twitter. Twitter, are you going to say, go? But I was on Twitter and, um, I really didn't even know what the fuck was going on, but I knew I had the driver tell the, the driver of my own damn food that, dude, go get your stuff. Then Baba started to reverse. Oh. And all of a sudden, I just felt this bash. <laughs> it was a bash from behind. And yes, I was actually conscious of the bash, but I swear, like the next 20 to 30 seconds that preceded that moment i really cannot explain what the fuck was happening all i could remember that i was doing in my head was bro you just cannot die now you cannot die now then i guess what brought me back to my should i say existence having my consciousness or the remembrance of my conscious existence was one girl that was next to me shouting jesus 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 like the way she was shouting the jesus 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 i was like mama calm down calm down what was funny was I wasn't scared per se. I just had it in my head that I, I, I was not just going to die this way. But then there are people who are still dying feeling like I'm not yet supposed to die, you know. And right at that moment, I found another eat from the front. So like, it was like, you back from behind and another eat from the front. Ah, God. Now the midway name. It was like, Kukuma kill me now. Kukuma kill me. But then the boss stopped and then something started to smell funny. Eh? <laughs> That's not we do that. That's Kaiju smoke. Bro, people started to struggle out of the boss. People started to fight for their lives in survival mode. Eh, in my head, I was like, Nibo, for this place. Yeah, for this place, go. Eh, no, no. Unknown to me, I felt like I was actually struggling. I struggled and I ran. I ran. I ran. Only for me to stop doing whatever I thought I was doing in my head. Uh, and see that, I really have not moved so far from the boss. I was actually like six to seven feet from the bus. So if the bus had blown up, my dear, you would be talking to an awesome right now. But then look again, as God will have it, the bus didn't blow up. All this while, I was still kind of looking down. And now suddenly I'm starting to feel some pain in my leg. What's going on here? Not my leg precisely, my thigh. What the fuck is going on here? Then I touch it and it's a little bit damp. What the fuck is going on here? Only for me to take my hands off my shirt and see blood, blood, red blood. Cannot be exsanguinated like this, Lord, please. Bro, I was bleeding on my fucking thigh. Something that's told me that you, bro, you've gone through us, man, the fuck up. Uh-uh. You went to a boarding school, you went to, oh, why, why have you been a bitch? 
you've definitely gone through worse. You went through COVID, you went through a switch strike. You can do this, I believe in you. Then I was like, bro, shut, don't shut the fuck up. Sure you didn't. Una, you know she said this my blood. Bro, I just had to calm down, bro. And when I was still busy referencing the whole bleeding situation, I felt someone tapping on my shoulder. I was like, bro, not now. Bro, wrongest timing, not now. The next thing, bro, was like, bro, can't me shake something. I was him like this. Shia, I do okay. Usually, I was like, I do okay. Look me. Earth to toe. Shia, I do okay. And I was like, yo, man, you're tripping, man. You're fucking fine, man. And he was like, are you sure say I do okay? Nothing they do. And I was like, wait, you don't trust me? You don't fucking trust me? You fucking fine, man. Like, okay, G, okay, G, no Allah. Thanks so much. Thanks for looking out. Oh, you're welcome. Only for me to take a second look and see that, yo, this bald dude was actually bleeding. And I had to call him back and say, yo, bro, sorry. You're actually bleeding. And then you get some parts of your head without cocolize. I was like, eh, bro, cocolize. Addy was like, you this serious? Have you the joke? I'm dead serious, man. You're actually bleeding. And I was like, yo, dude, look on the brighter side. You have a bleeding head, I have a bleeding thigh. We're bleeders. <laughs> the bleeding brothers. Then suddenly the driver and the conductor came to this brand. They were like, Hey boy, I dream of being you. I dream of being you. I dream of mistake. I'm going to reverse motion. Reverse motion. I'm going to reverse motion. I'm going to reverse motion. Apparently, this dude was an Egbo Adubo. And then he was like, Homo, make I allow a lie. If I say make I follow you, drag this thing. We're not going to come off. Ah, you couldn't be by Lenny. Begging him like, Jedro, I'm happy, no, Jedro, I'm happy, no. I was like, Cosy problem. Tori, Molo, church. I was like, Yeah, my man. Chaffy, me, you change me. I feel me, change me. And then they gave him instruction. And then I realized that, what the fuck, I'd not even collected my general change. Inside this Lagos, wake yeah. up. Give me my change. Give me my fucking change, wake man. So let me quickly explain the back and front it. So apparently when my driver was reversing, the Islander had eaten from the back and somehow after it eaten from the back, my boss, the boss I was on, hit a covert. Like hit a covert. Bash. So it was like bing 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 bing. <laughs> then I saw that the Islander was in front of us. Who oh, was this man trying to fuck the one way rules? We were trying to fuck with some old one Batman. Ha! But apparently, people said that the man wasn't disrupting one-way rules, and that the man hit us from the back and somehow ended up to be in our front. Tell me a better lie. No law of physics, no physics law can explain that kind of motion to me. I mean, you bashed us from behind, and somehow you are the one in front of us. Could make any fucking sense now. But I kid you not, that was exactly what happened. Or, that was what the people were saying. The Islander was bashed beyond, like the bumper and everything had fallen off, like, and the car was just down. Then I checked the car and I saw my mom in the front seat, and she put her hand by the window, and she was just looking. And the Baba had come out too, because they were, I think they were in their 60s or 70s, and they had come out and I was just looking at the bumper like, Ha, this Sunday, I was going to church, but now I'm going to the mechanic village. They were probably a late for an anniversary or something, or Thanksgiving, or Sunday only communion service. This fucking bastard driver, this fucking bastard damper driver have just decided to ruin their Sunday. And I'm sure that he's not going to buy the bumper back. He's just going to call a couple of 10 people and they will prostrate and beg the man to oblivion. devil devil now. If Nami be the man, wake up! Call your money.
but anyways we got another boss that was added for Kitu. so like i said they paired me with the band bro and i was feeling like you know the bleed ass brothers in the building bitch and then he dropped at ojota then i was added for Kitu. then another funny thing happened then the guy was like ah like this thing is already going down so now it's time for me to fill my fill my tank i want to buy petrol so again it was a downhill like the the route to the finish station was like down you so you have to like go a bit down to get this i i can't remember the name of the finish station and then you feel this shit then when he was about to move when he was about to move back up his boss just wouldn't move really think that they should ban all these damn food drivers in this lego because they are driving wagons of death why would your boss not move up it and he was accelerating accelerating i know the thing was saying not today bitch not today Another little funny thing was the girl that was shouting Jason, 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 Jason in the former bus was also on this bus with me. But I dropped that. Ojota, remember? And this girl kept staring at me. She didn't say shit, but you know one of these looks where they don't have to say shit for you to actually know what they're trying to say. And she was like, bro, are we really going to die today? Then she looked at me again and she was like, Abi, now you dead, they follow. And I was like, no, mama, no be me, no be me, I swear, no be me. But all thanks to God, the bus moved. I got to K2 safe. And then from K2, I made my way to where I would meet to record, which was Keja. Only for me to get to meet Iriluwa, and then she broke the news. I was like, I'm sorry to tell you, Gerald, I'm actually very sorry to tell you. I know you've been through a lot and everything. I was like, just tell me, just fucking tell me what you want to tell me. My discerning spirit had already told me that some extra shit was going to go down. Some extra, I'm, I'm going to encounter some extra shit. So I'm prepared, I'm prepared. I'm a strong man, I can take it, just say it. Then she was like, uh, you might have to do this one alone. I was like, really? Really? Then she was like, I'm sorry, after. And I was like, you know, I can't do this without you. You know, I can't do this without you. And she was like, stop bitching around, stop whining. No, she didn't say that. But anyway, she told me that she believed in me, that I could do it and everything and everything and everything. And I was like, thank you. And before you say, oh, why is she being nonchalant? Ira is never nonchalant about the podcast. If anything, I might be the nonchalant one. She had some very important stuff that she had to do. Very, very important stuff. So that led me to this, this episode that you people are listening to. So this will be the last part of this episode. And I called this part, Lessons from the Brink of Death. What did almost dying teach me? Firstly, it taught me to be grateful to God, to God for this. Cause I mean, I tried to narrate this as humorously as I could, but it was no funny thing in reality. You know, the fact that I'm even here narrating this <laughs> is what Thanksgiving. Cause a lot of times I think we actually think that we deserve to see another day, to live our lives, to be able to go through a day, a week, a month, and years, and forget that these things are actually privileges and not right. We owe all of this existence to someone, you know. I'm not about to get up preachy, but I definitely owe this one to God, and that would be my first lesson. The second thing I learned would be the fact that life is very short. I mean, it all could end in just a blink of an eye. Like, that was actually one reality that stuck with me through the whole thing. Life is quite short. So I plead with you to live it in the best way you can. You need to live this life being you, being the main character of your own story. That's how you should live your life. I would it to actually end my life and realize that I didn't live it the best way I could or the best way that I would have loved to live it. I think it's time you chase that dream 
it's time to work on being better to people, being better to yourself too, because sometimes we get too hard on ourselves and we just have to chill, cool down. The third thing I learned, which is a little bit funny, is as much as we think that life is hard, nobody wants to die. I know you will say, oh Joel, but people commit suicide. Yes, I'm aware of the fact that people do commit suicide. But I really think that the thought of wanting to end one's life actually doesn't come from an empty mind. It comes from a mind that feels like it's too full and that it has no one to pour it out to or it has no one to comprehend what will be poured. And if you like, since I'm being a misery to everyone, maybe I might just end it. I guess all I'm saying is if you're that person, please talk to someone. And if you're not that person, please listen to someone when they actually tell you they're that person. All around us Gen Z's, we actually really have to do better. Just so we can be one grand example to the coming Gen Z's and they can be like, oh yeah, those were actually the foreigners of this blissful generation that we are currently experiencing. You know, I feel glad to pass that to the next generations and the next generations of Gen Z's. And I know you might feel like this is a collective speech, but it is actually an individual one. I have to do better. You have to do better. We have to do better. So with this, I've come to the end of this episode. And I hope that you had a swell time. Well, if you're still listening, I definitely am sure that you had a swell time. With no further ado, I would like to thank each and every one of you that listened to the end. And all of you that listened at the start and the end. Thank you very much. May the good Lord bless you. Again, thank you for tuning in. Bye.